everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, because it's you, the fans, who control the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com is our email. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com is our email. A lot of great suggestions coming through. Also on Twitter at the handle at Rich Sports Talk. And, of course, Facebook Rich Sports Talk of the same name. So we're doing, I've talked about this a lot on the last podcast. We are expanding the brand. We are going to look into new podcasting ventures with this show. We're doing a lot of new segments. For those of you joining us the show today, we've been doing our fourth and goal segment throughout the NFL season, which was my top four storylines for the weekend in the NFL. And I'm going to be looking to expand this into different segments. And one of these is going to be a fun one today. I'm looking to create fun, engaging content for you, the fans. If there's something you would like me to talk about, please reach out to us and give us a contact because you guys control the show. This show is for you. So today, we're starting a new segment simply called Sucks to Be. Man, it sucks to be blank. This could be an athlete, a team, an organization, a city. We're going to explore everything in this segment. And today, I think is very fitting because I heard something on social media all weekend, which has driven me nuts. And I want to address that today. Man, it sucks to be Philip Rivers. It sucks to be Philip Rivers because he is one of these quarterbacks in the NFL who doesn't get the credit he deserves. Now, people keep saying, oh, he... He's overrated. He's not that great at quarterback. He can't win a Super Bowl. He hasn't won a Super Bowl like his other two classmates, Big Ben and Eli. I keep hearing all this stuff about Philip Rivers, but when you really look into it, Philip Rivers is a great quarterback and probably a Hall of Famer. But people say, well, he couldn't beat New England. Who goes into New England? The only one in recent memory is Joe Flacco. The Patriots beat everyone at home in the postseason. That's their M.O. Did we forget last week he went to Baltimore? The team everyone was saying, oh, this is the hot team in the postseason. Great defense, great running game, and he beat them on the road. Everyone has loved to bash Phil Rivers. It's kind of funny. He's like the forgotten stepchild of that draft class because Eli and Big Ben get all the attention. But I wanted to do something today, and I think it sucks to be Phil Burbs because no one gives him the proper credit. But I'm going to do that today because I'm sick and tired of people saying, well, he's not that great of a quarterback. Oh, really? I want to just talk about circumstance for a second. In life, we are all affected by the circumstances. Some of us have it easier than others, whether it be through family, through connections, through our education. Some of us will have it easier. We all determine our success, but a lot of it has to deal with the factors around us, the organizations we work for, for example. You can be a decent employee, but you can be helped tremendously by an incredible organization that supports you. Meanwhile, you can be an absolutely A-plus worker, a great person that gets the job done, but if you are supported by a chaotic organization, they're going to drag you down or limit your success. I think that is a great example in the NFL. People want to just say, well, quarterbacks, they determine everything for the franchise. No, a lot of it is circumstance. 
a lot of these young quarterbacks, why they don't succeed, isn't necessarily them. It's because of the organizations they go to. And I think this was a great case, uh, a great case in this draft class for Phil Rivers, Eli Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. When I mention the Pittsburgh Steelers, you think of six Lombardi trophies. You think of an incredible organization. When I say the New York Giants, you also think of winning four Lombardi trophies, two with Eli and two with Bill Parcells. When I mention the San Diego Chargers, the first thing you think about is, man, they have really cool power blue uniforms. Oh yeah, LT used to play for them. You, you don't think of a winning tradition. When I say the LA Chargers, the first thing that comes to mind when I mention them is, oh, they're a joke. They're in a city that no one cares about, and they play in a soccer stadium, and they can't fill it. It's all a matter of circumstances where you go. I want to rewind back to the NFL draft. The Chargers had the number one pick in that draft. They wanted Eli Manning. Problem was, Eli Manning, his agent, and his father didn't want to go to San Diego. And why was that? They were a chaotic organization. They've had a lot of holdouts. I don't know if you've noticed over the years because they don't like to play their players. So Eli Manning made the choice and said, I'm not going to play for San Diego. And even when they drafted him, you could tell he was looking around that room, holding that Charger jersey, refusing to put on the hat, basically saying, why is this happening to me? I don't want to play for you. I don't want to play for this organization. Meanwhile, Phil Rivers was sitting on the couch at home. He didn't attend the draft. He was there to basically watch the draft from home and was one of those remote feeds. And I'll always remember watching that draft, him at home. And if you've noticed in the draft, you know what happens? The team calls that player before the pick. So the Giants were on the clock, and Phil Rivers was selected, but he was never called by the Giants. And he was puzzled. And even if you go back and look at the video, they did an interview with him. He's like, well, no one from the Giants has called me yet to tell me I've been selected. And that was because they were orchestrating a deal with the Chargers so that the Giants could get Eli Manning, their first choice. And San Diego got a bunch of draft picks and Phil Rivers. Before that draft process, I'm going to tell you a little story. Ernie Corsi from the Giants has gone on the record and said publicly on multiple occasions that he, he wanted Eli Manning as his number one choice. His number two choice was Ben Roethlisberger. He felt he was going to get that quarterback. But he was able to negotiate a deal because during the seven-minute mark of the draft, San Diego called and said, well, if you draft Rivers and give us a bunch of picks, we'll make the trade. And that's what happened. So Phil Rivers went to an organization. Let me remind you, he wasn't their first choice. Eli was their first choice. So he went to an organization that he wasn't the first choice, that the number one pick in the draft had spurned, and he was there. And he was behind Drew Brees, a capable quarterback in San Diego. Meanwhile, Big Ben got drafted by the Steelers, the team that actually was very high on Phil Rivers and had them high on his board. If the draft had played out without Eli Manning demanding to go to the Giants, Eli would have gone to San Diego, Big Ben would have gone to New York, and Philip Rivers would have gone to the Steelers. And with the Steelers, he would have been on an organization that would have had Bill Cower and a lot of the great players in defense that he had drafted. Meanwhile, 
Philip Rivers went to San Diego, and he learned behind Drew Brees, but Drew Brees quickly got hurt, and he was thrust into action. Another fun tidbit about Philip Rivers getting drafted, did you know that Marty Schottenheimer was the head coach? Problem was, he wasn't getting along with the general manager, and the general manager selected the quarterback, Philip Rivers. The head coach didn't want him. He played him, but Drew Brees was his first choice, but when Brees got hurt, the choice became clear it was going to be Philip Rivers. So Philip Rivers, with all this chaos around the draft, is basically selected and is the consolation prize. He wasn't the bell of the ball. The Chargers settled for him. Years later in his career, his team went 14-2, and and they lost an opening round playoff game. They had the lead, but what happened was Tom Brady threw an interception. And Phil Rivers' defensive back, instead of just going down to the field to end the game, trying to make a big play, Patriots wrestled the ball out, recovered the fumble on an interception, went down and scored, and won the game. Marty Schottenheimer was then fired after going 14-2. He's the only coach I can ever remember going 14-2 and being fired. Years later, Phil Rivers had to deal with moving the franchise from San Diego, the city that he loved and that had loved him, to Los Angeles. Meanwhile, at the same time, with all these coaching changes going on in San Diego, Tom Coughlin remained the head coach in New York, and after Cowher retired, Mike Tomlin was consistently the head coach in Pittsburgh. Both those organizations were more stable and were more attractive free agent destinations. Don't believe me? Let me ask you this question. Who is the last significant free agent to go to San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers? I'll, I'll wait a minute while uh, you think about that. The last one of note was David Boston. And he was a bust from Arizona. People keep telling me, oh, you know what? Eli had to overcome so much. And the same thing with Big Ben. They had stable coaching situations, great front offices, and organizations that are well put together. When you think about the top five most well-run organizations in the NFL, the Steelers and Giants are in that conversation. In recent years, that has not been the case, but for the majority of their playing careers, they were well-run, they drafted well, and put a great supporting cast around both players. Meanwhile, Phil Rivers was in a front office that struggled at drafting, and also had a bad habit of getting into holdouts with first-round picks. Oh, and by the way, unlike the other two quarterbacks, he had to deal with a move that San Diego had made abundantly clear. The Chargers said they wanted to move out to Los Angeles and try to beat everyone to it. But the Rams beat him to the punch. And then they still moved the next year to a soccer stadium. Phil Rivers loved San Diego. It was his home. It was the city that he'd grown to love, and he still lives there and commutes to Los Angeles instead of moving with the team. Despite moving to a soccer stadium with the majority of fans not being from Los Angeles but from the visiting team, Phil Rivers has still succeeded and even got the Chargers to the postseason this year. Big Ben and Eli both missed the postseason this year. Both guys have had immense talent offensively around them especially Big Ben with a lot of great receivers and running backs throughout the years. 
But people are still saying, well, with all that chaos, you know, still they're about the same or very Big Ben and Eli are superior. Oh, really? Fun little fact here. I was looking this up the other day. Between the three, who has the most Pro Bowls? That would be Phillip Rivers. Eight Pro Bowls, including three the last three consecutive years. Who has the most touchdown passes? That would be Philip Rivers with 374. Let me remind you, Big Ben has 363, despite having great receivers around him, such as Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Le'Veon Bell. Who has the fewest interceptions among the three? That would be Philip Rivers with 178. Eli has 239. Phil Burvis has only thrown 20 interceptions one year in his career. Same with Big Ben. Eli's thrown over 20 picks three times in his career. What about losing seasons? Phil Burvis only has two losing seasons in his entire NFL career. Eli has five losing seasons, not counting his rookie season. Well, what about the playoffs? I mean, Phil Rivers, he's five and six in the postseason. I don't think he's had that great of a team around him, and seven of his games have been on the road. Kind of hard to win on the road in the postseason, but he's still 5-6, and six, 14 touchdowns, 10 picks. Everyone says, well, Eli Manning's won two Super Bowls, and he's 8-4 and four in the postseason. That's great. When he didn't make the Super Bowl, Eli was one and done in the postseason, often hosting at home. Well, what about durability? Everyone talks about the streak that Eli had for starting. Well, he's been incredibly durable. Phil Burvis hasn't missed a start since 2006, and Big Ben has missed 22 starts over his career. As a starter, people keep saying, well, Eli's a great regular season quarterback. Did you know right now Eli Manning is only two games over 500 as a star at 116 and 114. Big Ben is 144, 69 and 1, but he's also had a great roster around him. Philip Rivers, despite a team moving, despite not having great talent around him for the majority of his career, is, may I remind you, 118 and 90 in the regular season. He's 28 games over 500. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, and Phil Rivers doesn't turn the ball over, has more touchdown passes with lesser supporting cast, and yet we still bash on him. Everyone in the media, I keep hearing, oh, he's not as good as Eli and Big Ben. All the, the numbers in the eyes tell me he's just as good as not better. And let me ask you this question for the viewing fan. If I was to ask you today, what quarterback of these three would you rather have over the next three years? I think you would say Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers still looks like he has a couple great years left. Eli looks like he's on his last legs. Big Ben, health-wise, hasn't looked good. And he's had a couple games the last couple of years with multiple interceptions, and he has not looked good in those games. And he's even hinted about retiring. I think when it's all said and done, Phil Rivers is going to not only have more touchdown passes than a all anyone else in his class, but he's also going to last longer. To me, Philip Rivers, if I had to put money on which quarterback will play past his 40th birthday, it would be Philip Rivers. Because finally, they've put a decent team around him, and he's had three consecutive Pro Bowls, and he seems to just get better with age. Eli Manning and Big Ben, they look like they are falling apart at this point in their career. 
And Phil Rivers looks like he's about to have the best stretch of his career at the age he is. Everyone's saying, you know, it sucks to be Phil Rivers. You know, he can't win the postseason. He can't do this. He can't do that. He, he's not even the best quarterback in his draft class. Everyone keeps piling on Phil Rivers. Yet despite all the coaching changes, he's had more than Eli and Big Ben. And his best coach was fired after a 14-2 season. Despite not having great talent for the majority of his career. And I know people are going to say, well, he's had Antonio Gates and LT. For the majority of Phil Rivers' career, I just want to remind you, LT went to the Jets for two years, has retired, and now is going to Canton, and Phil Rivers is still playing. Phil's never had an elite defense like Pittsburgh and the Giants have. He also was in a division with Big Ben, with Peyton Manning, and with Tom Brady for the majority of his career. Pretty good competition. And he was with an ownership group that many consider one of the worst ownership groups in the National Football League, including many owners that have been critical of the Spanos' decision to move the franchise from San Diego to Los Angeles. And yet, despite all the distractions, Phil Rivers just keeps going. I want to remind you, think about distractions. People keep saying, well, Odell Beckham has been a distraction. The head coach has been a distraction in New York. And Eli has had losing season after losing season. Big Ben, they say, well, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell were a distraction. They didn't make the postseason this year. Phil Rivers has had bigger distractions than that. For years, it was rumored that his franchise was going to move cities. I want to remind you, when the Browns announced they were going to move from Cleveland to Baltimore, that team won one game the rest of the season, and they were a popular pick to win the Super Bowl. Moving a franchise has a huge psychological effect on the fan base and, more importantly, the players because they're thinking about well, where they're moving next year. They're thinking about the logistics of moving their families, moving to a new location, and football becomes secondary. Phil Rivers has had the distraction of a bad ownership group. He's had the distraction of moving. And yet he still has overcome that and been a plus 28 game starter in terms of wins over losses. Let me remind you, the Giants and the Steelers are often referred to as top five best owners in the league. They've put great rosters around their quarterbacks. And yet, Phil Rivers, despite all the things thrown against him, has continued to overcome that. We've seen quarterbacks get drafted that can't overcome a bad coach. Phil Rivers has overcome bad ownership, bad coaching, bad rosters, and a relocation that was not popular with his franchise to a city that doesn't support them. There's a reason why this team went 7-1 and the regular season on the road. They're more comfortable playing on the road than they are at home. Let me say that again. A team in the NFL is more comfortable to play on the road than they are at home. Can, can I just remind you, the Patriots this year, the gold standard in the NFL, they were 3-5 and five on the road. They had a losing record, and they're one game away from the Super Bowl. The Chargers are in a city where they feel more comfortable to go on the road and play football. 
And despite all these distractions, despite everything thrown their way, Phillip Rivers just continues to go out there, start, and play great football. But of course, it's everyone saying, oh, it's about the Super Bowl rings. Phillip Rivers doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Okay, guys, let me just point this out. In my lifetime, in my lifetime, there have been certain quarterbacks that have won a ring, and they are not better than Phillip Rivers. A ring doesn't mean everything. Don't believe me? Trent Dilfer has won a Super Bowl ring. Brad Johnson has won a Super Bowl ring. May I remind you that Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl ring, and he's about to hit unemployment. Heck, Nick Foles is about to get traded, likely from Philadelphia or be released, and he won them the Super Bowl last year. Are any of those quarterbacks better than Phillip Rivers has been? I'll grant Nick Foles has been fantastic in the playoffs, and so has Joe Flacco. But consistency, year after year, it's hard in the NFL to be consistent. It's hard to maintain excellence over a long period of time. Yet Philip Rivers has done that, despite all the opposition, despite all the factors thrown at him. How many times have we seen a good quarterback get thrown the wrench of a new head coach and they can't survive? How many times have we seen a team when a new ownership group takes over and the team all of a sudden can't function? Yet, Phil Rivers, despite everything, despite, let me remind you, not being the first choice in his franchise's eye in the draft, they wanted Eli. Eli didn't want them. So they settled for Phil Rivers. They settled for him. It's been a pretty good settle for a guy that is 118 and 90 as a starter with only two losing records in his entire NFL career. To me, Phil Rivers is one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. But he doesn't get mentioned. Because unlike Tom Brady, unlike Peyton Manning, unlike some of these great quarterbacks, they weren't put in good winning situations. Drew Brees, the former quarterback in front of him, has been with Sean Payton ever since. And while his shoulder has remained healthy, a lot of the benefits to the Saints have been this. They've been in a division which has had usually two weak teams. They've been in a home stadium that is a huge home field advantage and a fast track that only helps the passing offense. And oh, by the way, Sean Payne happens to be one of the best offensive minds of this generation, and he's been working with Drew Brees the whole time. Bill Rivers continuously has gone through head coaches. It doesn't matter what coach he gets and what personnel is around him. He wins football games. He continues to win football games. If you put him in a better situation, if he had gone to the Steelers like it originally was projected, heck, even if he went to the New York Giants, I do think he would have a Super Bowl ring around one of his fingers. Because they are organizations that have supported and done everything for the success of their quarterbacks. They've given them great offensive lines, great defenses for the majority of their run, and have been consistent with their head coaching and have drafted well. San Diego and Los Angeles, they've been inconsistent across the board. I want to remind you that before Phillip Rivers, this franchise was all over the place at quarterback. They drafted Ryan Leaf, who only won four games as a number two pick. 
at one point, Doug Flutie, who was in his 40s, was a starter for them. Drew Brees, who was great for them, tore his rotator cuff, and many people weren't sure if he'd play again. Philip Rivers has been a great stabilizing force in that building, and it sucks to be him, because let's be honest, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, and many will hold not winning a Super Bowl against him while his fellow classmates in the draft have won two each. But winning a Super Bowl isn't everything. I know it's the big clarification that you're an elite quarterback, but I once again, there have been multiple quarterbacks over the past two decades that have won Super Bowls who we would not classify as an elite quarterback or a signal caller. Yet Phil Rivers, despite all the distractions thrown at his way, the bad ownership, the constantly changing head coaches, moving to a different city, all he does is continue to perform. And unlike Big Ben and Eli, who look like they are falling apart in front of our eyes, Philip Rivers is like a fine wine. He's just getting better with age. Three consecutive Pro Bowls, and he looks like if he wants to continue playing, he has another three to four excellent years in front of him because finally he seems to have the supporting cast around him in Los Angeles. Do I think he will win a Super Bowl? I don't think so just because of all the factors in front of him and because of all the great quarterback in the AFC. But I will say this. Phil Rivers is going to have a couple great more years if he continues to play. It's in front of him that he can be successful. Maybe win a couple playoff games and who knows. Maybe one year get hot and finally get to the promised land. But I will say this. For people that doubt Phillip Rivers, he will be a Hall of Famer. Because if Eli gets in and Big Ben gets in, Phillip Rivers should get in. I want to remind you, he has more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than both of them. He has started every game since 2006 and only has two losing seasons in his entire career. It sucks to be Philip Rivers simply because he doesn't get the recognition he so rightfully deserves. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. Once again, sucks to be is going to be a new segment on the podcast. Going to have a lot of great ones coming up, so make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any of those. Of course, on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're going to get this on iHeartRadio soon. That should be coming in the works, so if you have the iHeartRadio app, be ready. We should be available in the coming weeks on that platform. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, our email is richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at the handle richsportstalk. Once again, I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.